Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series, and today I'm interviewing Aid Fleet. And Aid and I have known each other for a few months, months now. I think we first met at the Professional Speakers Association. And Aid's background is he's actually started a new business at the start of the year. So everyone listening to the podcast will remember what it's like when you're trying to get a company going and all the challenges. I certainly can remember that from 12 years ago. But Aid's background was in radiotherapy and medical sales for many years. But he started his own business beginning of this year and it's called Sales Aid. And it's very much about bringing creativity to companies and to people and allowing people to thrive. And Dave and I were chatting before we started the podcast actually, and although his background more has been in sales, he actually passionately believes that creativity applies to all aspects of companies and, and all people. And uh, I very much believe that, that creativity, we have more creativity within us than we actually believe. And uh, I'm sure of the same view. So we're going to be exploring a slightly different podcast in a way today. We, we are going to touch on leadership mindset and the psychology of leadership because Aid's no doubt having his own battles, getting himself going with a new business. But very much more the focus today is on creativity. So welcome, Aid. Great to have you on the podcast. Good morning, Tony. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Okay, well, let's start on this this subject of creativity. And um, you were sharing with me a couple of definitions on creativity before we started, weren't we? But what, what do you think creativity is to you then I know you've got a couple of great quotes but what what does creativity mean to you then Aid? I think it's a it's a great question to start with and actually I'd written a lot of my materials on the website without actually writing down um, a definition of, of what creativity is and, and I think the reason I struggle with that I came across a quote by um, Jonathan Tilly who said that uh, creativity is as individual as it is universal and I think whilst we're all trying to say the same thing, what we actually mean by creativity um, can vary from person to person. Yeah, yeah. But then um, I came across a definition which really matches what, what I feel inside um, from Ken Robinson. And he says that creativity, creativity is the process of having original ideas that add value. And this one um, stood out for me because, you know, I, I really do feel that creativity is, is actually a hard, measurable skill. And there is a process there. And, and, and that this definition goes beyond just having the ideas. So um, the idea needs to, needs to um, go beyond the scrutiny and judgment and actually add value into the area um, like it. of that person's expertise. Yeah. yeah, no, really like that. And, and you and I were chatting before, yeah, I, I, I love that second definition in particular, Aid, because I think, I guess it's creativity with a point to it, because we can all be creative, yeah. <laughs> creative to, well, I, again, I, your belief as well, you were saying to me earlier, is that everyone can be creative. Yeah. And uh, I think so. you meet some people in life, I'm sure you find this in your work now, that say, oh, I'm not creative. But we've all got that ability to be creative. But that bit about adding value, I think, is great. And as you say, it's about measurable, tangible results coming from the creative process. And you and I were chatting before we started today, weren't we, about the fact that the pace of change is so rapid, isn't it? And there's so much change going on in the world that to not use that creativity we have um, would, would impact on us 
hugely as companies as leaders of companies as people so yeah that, that's um, that's that's really fascinating um so what is it what kind of things do, do you do to help companies leaders people become more creative i know you do workshops it's just interesting to hear a little bit more about what you do then I Sure. ultimately i think that the driver for me is um sustainability in a working environment um so so how, how this has transpired is that ultimately i've come up with this workshop and i partner with companies um various different sizes and public and private and different sectors and ultimately we we we, we go through in partnership through the five steps to commercial creativity and for me, these these five steps. And the first step is the environment. Um, this is the bedrock, um, the foundation of the creative process for me. If the environment is is wrong, then that the the process can't happen. So we, we talk a lot and work a lot to, uh, as a team um, about the environment in which creativity and people can thrive, both okay. out of the office and also in the office. Uh, okay. And then the next stage is is uh, the creative teams. Um, as, as you've already just said, that, you know I do strongly believe that we're all creative. So helping individuals recognise their own unique creativities, but then um, combining those into um, collaborative creativity, if you like. So the environment, uh, the teams, and then we work on a, a process. Because um, as we said um, earlier, it's not just about idea generation. It's uh, also adding value to, the, to the, the project or the process. And so um, this is another key part is, is each, each uh, individual having um, a part in the process um, to, to challenge the ideas and actually make something of benefit or of, of value. And then, then the aim is to align these three, three things with um, so the environment, the teams and the process with company goals. Okay. Ultimately, you you then you hopefully then created um, a creative culture across your products, your people, and your services. Like, like it. And the final thing is making sure you commit to this in terms of an action plan. So it's not going to change overnight, but if you're committed to take the take the steps to creativity, put these into an action plan. I guess with with smart goals, um, so that the team takes one step at a time towards commercial creativity. Oh, brilliant. So that, that action plan would be steps to build the environment, Absolutely. build the creative teams, the collaboration, the process, all of those kind of things. Absolutely. That's fascinating. Now, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind going back to a couple of things just to find out please, a little please. bit more then. Yeah. So you talked about the environment inside and outside. So is yeah. that changing the, the the office the I mean what what kind of things are happening there within the work environment and outside what kind of things do you look at there then? so I think there's the answer to, to your first question is, is both I think um, we often use the phrase getting out of the box as a metaphor yeah and I, I feel quite passionately that we need to take this literally and by the box I mean the office yeah, okay. so actually you know <laughs> I would advocate that um, getting out of the office into nature um, can be, you know, one of the quick ways to for people to access their creativity. For me, a personal one, uh, where I can access my creativity very quickly, out of the box, out of the office, is on the beach by the seaside. I, I like that. Um, <laughs> Working on the beach, yeah. that sounds good. But I do, you know, I also understand that um, 
you know, a lot of people who are going to be listening to your podcast are sitting here thinking, hang on a minute, you know, I, I can't get out of the office. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck here nine till five. And actually, there are things you can do um, within the office uh, to to increase the creative environment. So for me, the number one in this is uh, analog versus digital. Okay. So um, how can you how can you be in this relaxed mode? Um, when you've got an always-on culture, the phones ringing, you're looking at your emails constantly. Yeah, yeah. I think I've I think I've read once that the average response time to an email is seven seconds. So, for me, you, you can have protected areas within the office environment, which which should be analog, which can be um, within there. You can have creativity boards, and having that having that environment where people can come together for, I'm using this phrase again, but collaborative creativity. Yeah. Things like uh, making sure the colours in that environment are blue and green, so they're in they're in line with nature. Yeah. Okay. And having protected creative time as well. Yeah, love it, love it. I think it's that. So, uh, I mean, I I work on my own. It's my own business, but uh, I have worked and, and led people before, but even on my own. And I say this to a lot of leaders I work with: get yourself out of the office, go and sit in a car. I mean, I find. I'm more creative when I just sit in a coffee shop and get out my normal my normal work environment at home with the dog, yeah. um, but getting myself out of there. So I, I like the way you talked about that, even within the office, mm-hmm. creating, I like this, analog areas, so digital free zones. Yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of people would benefit from having digital free, free zones. So that's, that's fascinating. Moving on from that, you talked about, I guess, building collaborative creative teams. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of things going on there then, Aid? Well, I think the first thing is that um, it's helping people to realise that their own um, individual strengths, um, and 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 that they are everybody's everybody's creative. Okay. Well, so for me, something very simple that adds there is uh, something we we're often reluctant to do is just ask a colleague. You know, yeah, run something yeah, by a colleague. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And actually, doing that one thing can be very helpful in the creative process because. Yeah. Um, for example, you and I have got, um, uh, we've grown up in completely different environments and um, life experience, but actually together um, we are um, collaboratively creative. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I guess the other thing is, is really um, once, once you've gone past the idea generation stage, and so something I like to do there, where everybody can be involved, is I use um, the creativity seed box. Creativity seed box. Yeah, so okay. this, so I, I believe that, um, you know, you need, let's just say you need to have a hundred ideas to find that golden idea. Yeah. Okay. So really the, the first key thing is that everybody in the team should be inputting into the ideas phase and should be encouraged to do so. Yeah, yeah. And. The reality is that 99, 99% of those ideas are not gonna be the golden one, they're not gonna, but people should be not discouraged to continue to have those ideas. So, so, so the first thing is that everybody should be involved in the, the creative ideas phase. Yeah. And then, uh, then we talked about the adding value, so I think that the whole team can be added in this. Um, and I guess one example then would be that the ideas have to add, stand up to scrutiny and judgment. Yeah. You know, and one, I guess documented way of doing this is um, Edward de Bono's six hats. Yeah, I like where, that. Where different yeah, people like in the that. team wear a different hat. Um, 
So, for example, somebody wears the detail hat, somebody wears the emotion hat, yeah, somebody yeah. Uh, takes control, somebody's the judge. But ultimately, different people in the team will use their different strengths to help refine those creative seeds into um, innovative ideas. Good. So, yes, it's getting a lot of ideas in the seed box. Yeah. And then using methods, I, I must admit, I've used the six thinking hats myself in the past, but yeah. yeah, using that kind of approach then to take it and as you say, add value. And I guess that's where that starts to build into your third area, which is the process. Yeah. And so in the process part, what have you got a number of tools and methods for actually working with creative ideas? How does that, how does that work? You know? So I guess, um, some t I guess that, you know, the simple thing, is, is being aware that there is a process. So, you know, I, I guess I would follow most closely sort of Jung's process, where um, you start off by immersing yourself in the challenge that you want to solve, and then um, throwing the ideas around in your, home, your own head consciously. But then, then the key thing is that you need to leave it for a while and allow your subconscious to go through the incubation period. Yeah. And then, Hopefully you get you then get this the light bulb or the illumination um, moment and then of course it's got to stand up to the the reality and the verification that we talked about. Yeah. Ah. So again, so I, and you you used the comment a little while ago about um, I guess giving creativity space. Yeah. And that that's not only giving it space to come up with initial creative ideas, but actually when you've started to have ideas, give them some space yeah. and allow. It to, I really like that to let it sort of festering your subconscious yeah, for a while yeah. so, and so, so ultimately I think um, as well I mean uh, this is for a, a different podcast but there's the neurophysiology and I think there's um, you know more than 40 different parts of the brain involved in creativity but to put this simply you're trying to get your brain in this alpha mode which is actually somewhere between um, the the conscious beta mode which is called and the bit where you're almost asleep and the theta mode so you get yourself in this this alpha mode you do you have some consciously these ideas going around your brain all of the time so actually um, using that creative space can get you in this alpha mode and a key thing as well is often you know in meetings we ask for we ask we ask you know we're, we're asked for creative ideas but actually in that moment it's very difficult to do that because your brain hasn't gone through this process so you know one quick tip could be if you if you if you're looking for a creative solution in your team then send a brief or an agenda in advance just so yeah yeah each person's got time to read it yeah go through that immersion digestion phase and then over the weekend when they're out with their family, they're going through a subconscious incubation yeah. phase. And when they come to that meeting for you on Monday morning, the creative ideas start flowing. Yeah, great. Um, I've talked about meetings on, on other podcast episodes and my experience of meetings in corporate life and whatever have not been the greatest in the past. Because I think a lot of the time people come to a meeting and they are, um, there's no agenda particularly or whatever I really like that the idea of briefing people in advance and as you say almost letting them go over that in their mind a little bit letting it settle and they're much more likely then to come a, to a meeting with sparky ideas and if you just hit them on the fly and, and expect them to have creative moments right on the spot so yeah that's that's great so yeah excellent so okay so we've been talking a little bit there about the environment and creating environments with collaboration and I was going to say actually when you were talking about the idea of 
talking to other people and getting their ideas. There's, um, I think it's in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The I don't know if you come across the Steve Covey book, but he he talks about one plus one being greater than two. Okay. And so there's more creativity when you put two people together than leaving them on their own. Uh, and then we've been talking about process, and I guess your fourth step about aligning cut to company goals may mean that the company goals have to or the company values the definition of what the company is about may change a little bit as part of this you call it the creative culture and building that creative culture so i guess that could actually involve looking at the way the culture's defined would that happen aid yeah i think as well you know again you know I want to try and um, give realistic and practical tips to your listeners and again people may be listening and thinking well the um, you know our company goals are already in black and white and I, I can't change those but yeah so in an ideal world I think that the whole team would be involved in, in writing those goals yeah um, and I think they should come from the ground up rather than from the top down but where you know where they already f- um, f- firmly in place that doesn't stop each individual team having their own um, goals that they they you know want to align to so we could you know as a, as a group we can creatively write some uh, you know six six key goals that that unique team within the company um, believes believes in and ultimately the driver for this is that um, people are more committed and more creative to to a goal when they're passionate about it and when they when they believe in it yeah yeah uh, yeah I, I, I think that's great and I, I agree with you about ideally as you say it, uh, you, you're looking to give tips to people listening ideally I think doing that process even if even if a company however big they are have got their company values and purpose defined then if they are looking to re, I guess refresh the company almost and become more creative it may mean defining the company in a slightly different way and, and encouraging that creativity isn't it and supporting that creativity and that's so that's superb and then the fifth step was your action plan and I, and I guess for you that that is very much about that creativity not for just its own sake mm-hmm. I, I think you were saying to me uh, earlier on aid about creativity can be pursued as a bit of a soft skill a fluffy skill yeah, yeah. but you think it's actually it's a hard skill in effect yeah. because you do the create you go through the creativity and as you were saying they create the environment and you go through a process but then it has to add value and that is where the action plan comes in that's taking the creativity and actually putting it into a meaningful plan that's going to deliver some value and, and i think that's a that, that final step is really crucial isn't it uh yeah so uh, i think um yeah ultimately we just take just the, the, act, the, the main aim of the action plan is, is so that at the end of the workshop or, or the discussion um, that the, the information is not wasted and you know taking the key steps um, to partner with the different companies to work on their environment, work on the teams, work on the process. But ultimately, yes, I, I definitely believe um, creativity is a hard skill. Um, I think it's the skill of the 21st century and I, and I do believe that it's measurable. Um, um, one 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 report said that um, often creativity is, is is also alongside flow, and when um, um, professionals are in this state of flow, they can be five hundred percent more productive. Wow! And just just to talk about some more outcomes um, within that, then uh, companies that um, 
do invest and are committed to creativity um, from an, an Adobe uh, report um, were said to have um, greater innovation, increased um, competitiveness, ultimately uh, higher customer satisfaction and more positive customer experience. And this leads to an increase in um, productivity and these companies become more financially successful. So to answer your question, I, yeah, I definitely believe that it, creativity is a, a hard skill that can most definitely be measured. Yeah, and, and also plan, and, and I guess planned for as well, which planned is your for. fifth step really. Yeah. It's making sure that that creative process actually has a meaningful, actionable plan at the end of it. And I think that's that's the really key thing I would take away from, from what you've been talking about in your five steps. Because I think sometimes that is the difference between creativity, creativity being perceived as fluffy, yeah. and as you call it, a hard skill, the skill of the 21st century, you define it as there. And, and certainly with the fast pace, fast paced changing world that we have uh, being able to respond in a creative way is going to be crucial and that's probably going to be one of the killer things for companies in terms of whether they succeed or fail really yeah. so yeah I think uh, one thing to add there is uh, think of think of the cost of the idea that got away so yeah, if we don't if yeah, we don't yeah. involve the whole yeah, team yeah, yeah, yeah. So there could be somebody who um, quietly sits in the accounts department Who's not involved in creativity? Yeah, yeah. Who's got a? Who has got that golden idea that's not going into the creative seed box and isn't and hasn't got that chance of going through the process and adding value to the company? So yeah. that, that's why I passionately believe that the whole team should be involved in the yeah, creative so process. It's where are you missing out on creativity, both in terms of who's not who's not been involved. Um, but where are you missing out on creativity by not creating that environment for it and, and doing all yeah. the things that you've spoken about? So yeah, fascinating stuff. And when we come to the end of the podcast, it'll be great to just get a quick summary of where people can find out more about you, Aid. But I just want to, just before we get to that, I, I thought, particularly as this, this whole podcast series is around leadership mindset, I thought it'd be interesting to ask you how things are going in terms of starting your own business and keeping yourself psychologically strong and keeping yourself motivated because it is i remember and i'm sure anybody listening to this will remember it it's pretty tough when you first start your own business i think it's can be tough throughout the whole journey at times for sure um, but how are you finding that journey so far aid and what are you doing to keep yourself on your game and keep yourself strong that's a that's a, that's a great question um so firstly, I guess, uh, you know, learning from my own tip, I think if you're passionate and you believe in something, then you, you really enjoy it. So, so currently, it's a topic that I'm very passionate about. Um, so I'm enjoying the work. Uh, I try and protect, you know, I really do enjoy um, learning from other people. And so I try and have protected time at the beginning of each day to go and do my reading or my okay. writing. Because if I don't protect that time, you get caught up in the, the digital stuff that we talked about. <laughs> so that's certainly key for me is having that um, protected time. Um, I think uh, one thing that works really well for me in terms of, of time management is I currently work uh, four days a week in terms of office work, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that I actually, you know, as a, as a family man, I actually have a, a day to myself almost where I um, go out and into nature or get out on my bike and allow that incubation to happen um, so that I uh, can bring my ideas into add value to my to my company as a key thing um, keeping things simple so 
eating well, yeah, uh, sleeping well, yeah, and yeah. exercising um, can't be overlooked. Uh, the importance of those. Yeah, the, the last interview before yourself actually was somebody you know well, actually Pam Burrows, okay. and we were talking about the whole well-being uh, aspect of leadership, leading yourself really. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think that foundational piece about um, giving yourself some time and watching as you were saying like this seven second response to emails I didn't realize it was quite that quick but be mindful of the the way that that can impact on you and taking care of your own well-being as you say eat well and exercise and all those kind of things we were talking about that on Pam so I think that's very important for anyone listening to this whether they've just started a business or on the journey is it's taking care of yourself isn't yeah, it indeed. I think yeah, most we, we all know the downsides of not doing that, I guess, if you, you can find yourself in some difficult patches, if you if you don't, yeah. So brilliant. Was there, was there anything else you wanted to add on that? Yeah, what, leadership psychology, um, keeping yourself resilient. One, yeah, absolutely. One one thing. Um, one thing I've uh, you know implemented over the last couple of years as well. I forget. Apologies, I forget who 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 created this, but I use something called this uh, Pomodoro technique. Ah, oh, heard of that one? Yeah. yeah. And so basically, even when you um, you can't get away from the the um, the digital things, is what you what you what you do is ultimately Pomodoro is a, a tomato timer. Okay. And so when when you've got when I've got my to do list, first thing is I try and make sure that. Um, I only I focus on the top three things, the most important three things on the to-do list. But then next to them, I allocate a time. And the importance, the reason for that time is, uh, is that it's interchangeable for me with focus. So for this next thirty minutes, I am going to focus only on this task, and I'm not going to get distracted by phone calls, emails, or other. Uh, so that's something that certainly works for me. And the Pomodoro technique, you can do. 25 minutes on with a five minute break off or I think you can also do 45 minutes then with a 10-15 minute break yeah so it's working on things in manageable chunks of time I guess Absolutely. And, and making some progress on yeah. it bit of downtime onto the next thing yeah. and so that, that helps in terms of I guess not getting too overwhelmed and burnt out with because we could all get there can't we I think uh, anyone listening to this knows what it's like at times when you've just got an endless list of tasks to do and uh, you just feel like you're playing catch up all the time so yeah funny enough I don't use that technique entirely but I've heard of it before and so if it you know, I think if that works for you and, and if people want to explore that in more detail then, then that's a really useful useful share thank you okay so uh, before we finish today I thought it would be really useful for people who are listening to the podcast today if they want to go and find out more about what you do, Aid, and you've been talking about your creativity workshop that you provide. Where can people, apart from looking for Aid Fleet on LinkedIn or whatever, yeah. where can they find out more about you and your company and what you do? So, um, obviously, uh, the website. So that's. Um, www.salesaid.co.uk and that's S-A-L-E-S-A-D-E -E. yes absolutely okay, yeah. <laughs> Make sure. and on there you'll find um, uh, the five steps to commercial creativity I also also on there you'll you'll see the six steps to sales success okay um, another area that I work on is um, working on marginal gains yeah um, within the sales process from um proactive prospecting through to differentiating your marketing so um, the 1% gains okay and I'm also um, very passionate about um, commerce in the Derby and East Midlands area so if you you will also see me at um, 
East Midlands Chamber of Commerce events and uh, marketing derby events as well. Yeah, brilliant. And, and you've also been making an appearance at Professional Speakers Association oh, yes. in the East Midlands as well? Absolutely, yes. So people won't, may well bump into you there, but probably their best starting place then is to go to SalesAid, that's sales and then ade.co.uk, and they can have a look a little bit more at the five steps, find out, and it, there'll be information on there about your workshop that you provide. Absolutely. And, and great. And no, that's is, brilliant. And also via the website, you can make a direct, direct contact with myself and the team. Um, there is a link on there to connect with me, but the email address is info, I-N-O-F, at salesaid.co.uk. Okay, superb. Hey, well, brilliant. Thanks, Aid. That's been, it's been an absolutely fascinating session with you today. And in only sort of 30 minutes, I think it will stimulate some ideas for people. And if nothing else, I think, I think people understand it anyway under the surface, but I think it's that importance of importance of creativity but actually creating the environment and the time for creativity as well so thanks hugely aid been a pleasure speaking to you thanks if you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.